questions are these. How are producers like you, who did not get hand-selected as a new all-star on an established record label, able to get music into the hands of true fans while taking your career to the next level? How are we able to take our tracks and projects we believe in out into the world for pay and still stay true to our creative vision? These are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kay Brown and this is You're With The DJ, co-hosted by Nikki Berry. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of You're With The DJ. Today we talk with Stu from Lightstream about his musical influences, as well as how he has been connecting with other people during quarantine. I know listening to these interviews definitely makes me miss everyone just a little bit more. And I know everyone here is looking forward to being able to get together safely. And we're not quite sure when that's going to be, but I know we want to make sure that we're responsible and keeping everybody safe in the meantime. Let's go ahead and dive in. Could you tell us a bit about how you ended up falling in love with music? My mom. Yeah, I I grew up being um, mostly raised by uh, my mom. And she, we go on a lot of road trips. So we always lived pretty far from the rest of the family. Um, I'm originally from Colorado. We moved to Chicago when I was in like the first grade, something like that. So we drive the 16 plus hour drive to Colorado. And uh, I mean, she had like these mixed cassette tapes that she would make for herself for the drive because she was obviously driving alone with, you know, I I couldn't drive yet. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, I can, uh, she showed me how she made those mixtapes. I used to, she had a little boom box with two tape players in it and I used to make my own with her. Um, so, I mean, that's probably why my music taste varies, you know, so wild, uh, wildly, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely her influence. Um, I re- remember asking to, she forced us to go into band, uh, which is probably how I ended up playing clarinet for a while. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I got good at it, um, whatever that means in in grade school. But <laughs> I was I was first chair clarinet of my tiny band. Oh man! <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there were like four other people competing for the slot at most. <laughs> so it's not exactly like I joined the symphony. But um, piano was introduced into our life, uh, and um, you know she spent whatever money she had to put a piano in the house, and then um, I saved up money. I think. And I think when I was 12 or 13, uh, to buy a bass guitar that I fell in love with through a window, I had never played bass, (laughs) (laughs) bought this red Washburn bass and learned how to play that. Found out it's exceptionally hard to, uh, um, find other people to play music with when you're a kid, um, that I have like schedules that meet up and you like live in the same town and all that stuff. And so I couldn't find a band. So um, I just started learning uh, acoustic guitar so I could just play by myself um, until that day came. So, yeah, sang a little, all kinds of stuff over the years. But, yeah, definitely my mom's influence and, uh, and obviously her providing the opportunity, you know, being willing to spend the money on it because it's, it's not cheap to. I think I rented my clarinet 
but it's not cheap to buy a piano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, no. They're <laughs> making that available to us. It's definitely a big part of it. Definitely. So this this might be a hard one, but what artists do you, or artists have had the most influence on you? <laughs> uh, here's where I'm going to really show how wildly um, my musical taste. <laughs> when I think of my mom, I think of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, um, yeah. Growing up, um, one of the few memories I have with another um, member of my family was getting introduced to Sade, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And she just has this like buttery voice that's kind of incredible. Um, tons of classic rock. But if I had to pick somebody who probably had the most influence, not just like musically, but um, kind of where I'm happiest and like is, is probably and definitely actually Prince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, since I was a kid, um, I liked Michael Jackson for a long time at the time um, as well. Uh, but Prince by far stood out and still is one of my favorite artists every time i hear a remix from a dj set or something i i, I kind of lose it and i think why <laughs> i loved him was he was um i think fluent in like 17 different instruments mm-hmm. um he's i would say that like a lot of people didn't know just how incredible a guitar he was for a long time um but he's i mean if you talk to most of the legendary guitarists they'll all say like yeah when prince walks in the room everyone kind of just chills out for a second um I got to see him. It took my mom actually to see Prince on one of his last shows. He did that like four show thing in Chicago. Um, but then he's just outrageous. Yeah. I mean, just like this <laughs> tiny ball of like ostentatious and like sexual energy and just like incredible creative energy. Cause he can play all those instruments and he plays them well. Um, I think at one point during his concert, he came out for his like ninth encore and like a baby grand <laughs> piano rises up out of those stage which was like a print symbol by the way the whole stage was a giant oh print symbol oh my god oh, i and remember seeing pictures of that and i remember him say, can i curse on here to quote yeah. him oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he goes he goes he comes rising up on this baby grand piano and he goes he goes i got so many hits i can keep you all motherfuckers here for days <laughs> i just like i love that i know you're like i'll so stay good. for days keep going yeah. and uh you know if i have a penchant for like one or two outrageous pieces of clothing like if you've ever seen me out in the world, it's probably I'm probably in all black except for like some wildly weird colored shoes. I have a really weird sneaker collection of just like the ugliest shoes you've ever seen <laughs> that are really fun. And then um, or like some like outrageous jacket or something. And I've just I've kind of I've never gone full prints. I don't think anyone could do full that. But him. <laughs> I don't think anyone could do that. But him, uh, he's just another person. But yeah, I think musically, I mean, in the funk. I mean, he merged funk, rock and roll, dance music, all of it, R&B. I mean, he just, the range. And so when you listen to, I think the music that all of us enjoy, especially in Chicago with house music, it's that blend of of funk and soul and R&B and dance music. And it's just, yeah, so, um, and that's mostly what I listen to these days. So I'd say that, you know, um, over the years, I've, I've found prints and various things that i do <laughs> and enjoy it's um, funny so yeah. um the met in new york had a like exhibit of all these famous guitars and stuff i think this was like last year maybe mm. that i went to twice because it took me so long to get through it but they had some of his outfits <laughs> there crazy 
And I was just, I was just struck by how small they were. Like he was a small man. <laughs> he was tiny. What do you want? So I never really like, realized it. I mean, I knew he was short, but I thought like average male short, like yeah. Five, but eight, just the energy you, know, you like make that. makes him so much bigger. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. He looks <laughs> enormous. You see him on these shows, and he's wearing platforms and all yeah. that. But he came out on stage when we saw him in concert. And I'm like, look how tiny he is. He's, he's so a, little. He's, he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a big energy, though. Seriously, it makes such a big difference massive. when artists you, are like that. Have you ever seen interviews of him? Like, oh yeah, he's just like oh yeah, he's just in full control of the room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It shows you how much a difference that makes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter, kind of. Yeah, and he had like a really like, complicated uh, relationship with his work. I think all artists do, yeah. um, but you know, he 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 did just like anyone else. I think that's easy to relate to for most people that have, you know, tried a creative outlet and just like, you know, oh, yeah. um, forget who I was listening to the other day. Um, Andreas Henneberg. Oh, um, yeah. He played a 16 hour set the other day mm-hmm. on uh, Desert Hearts channel and um, he was just <laughs> playing his own music. That's awesome. 16 hours. That's just, unbelievable. And, he's like, and he just kept picking up the microphone and going, yeah, I made this one in like 2004 and uh, it's unreleased. <laughs> like, and everything, everything, like half of what he played was unreleased tracks. I'm like, this guy has more like bangers on his cutting room floor than right? most people will put out in their life. 16 <laughs> hours of DJ. I was just like, so I, and you know, similarly, I just think that, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible how much music he, um, created and then hated <laughs> it's cool to see what people like bring out that they thought was like unworthy of you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's been happening with a lot of people it's kind of cool what songs have been getting you through this quarantine whether it's inspiration or staying centered or anything beyond i don't know if i could pin it down on specific songs Okay. I think Playlist that, even. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to... <laughs> um, for me, it has been seeing all the live performances, hmm. to be honest with you. Um, I think that the thing I miss most is being with our friends in the same place mm-hmm. for the same purpose. And yeah. there's an energy in, uh, you know, at a live show, whether it's live music or it's a DJ set, um, you know, at a club here in Chicago or something like that. But the fact that everyone came here because they all love the same thing, um, you know, that particular artist or whatever. So you miss that. <laughs> you miss that, just that energy in the room. I mean, truth be told, I've been doing okay with quarantine as a natural introvert. <laughs> but um, uh, on the times I have missed it, being able to tune into so much live content. I mean, you're seeing so many artists come out and, um, and honestly, you know, uh, overdue, it's the wrong word, but they are really committed to putting out, they know what everybody else is going through. So they're going above and beyond what even would be normal of them. You know, like, like yeah. I said, Andreas Hennenberg doing that 16 hour set. Um, there was another one, you know, um, uh, well, there's been so many, so being able to watch them work live and be part of their, um, and also see into their world because they're streaming yeah. from their house and so you get a little idea, <laughs> like, you know, how crazy their studio set up or how minimal it is. And just like, you know, getting to observe that and watch them do their thing and getting, I mean, that's as close, uh, as you're going to get Yeah. And in most true. of the live setups, you wouldn't be ever able to watch them actually work across their instrument. Um, whatever that might be. So for me, what's been getting me through is is definitely all this live music and and being able to throw that up on a second screen while I, you know, work or 
make dinner or whatever. Give me that kind of, and I don't know if you guys have been doing this, but we'll get on a, uh, we'll get on a group call mm-hmm. and watch the same live stream and just hang yep. out. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. So it's, it's been fun. I mean, it doesn't replace, you know, that bone vibrating speaker that you get out of, out of a festival or, uh, you know, but, um, it'll do. And that's been getting me through is being able to see all that. I usually just fall asleep on the call. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all my friends are used to it. They're like, oh, she's good. <laughs> that's, that's fine. She's fine. She's to write a passage. <laughs> Passing out on a Zoom call. Check. <laughs> Got that it's for fine. quarantine bingo. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. We have to do that now. <laughs> coming soon <laughs> we'll send you a card i love Great. it um where can people connect with you online yeah so you can find me online at twitter.com slash stew 2 um or you can find the company if you're looking to live stream at twitter.com slash lightstream excellent thank you so much Thanks for tuning into this episode of You're With The DJ. Thank you for taking time out of your day to share in the love of music. Until next time. Sorry, there's someone outside of my house. <laughs> the lawn. The Can you guys hear it? inside the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, Get out of there. <laughs> so sorry. It's fine. I was just like... <laughs> outtakes. Was that, was that After the good? credits roll, you should put all this in the outtakes. We have so many outtakes. <laughs> That's so good. That's uh, the benefit of being on our email list, right? You get to listen to our outtakes. <laughs> Want to be added to that. <laughs> okay, I think it's gone. Okay. Um, Nikki, do you want to ask the next yeah. question just in case they're not like gone? I'm so sorry about the like. I can't believe I, I can't. made fun of you about the lawnmower, and now I have one. <laughs> I can't hear anything. It. I can hear it. I can hear it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's very subtle. I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. You're fine. Okay, I think they went behind the house. Um... <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>